If you're not going to play and risk starting players, I think it was the perfect chance to really experiment a little bit. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Joining me now is Larry Tompkins. Larry, magnificent win here for Cork to overcome a strong Limerick side that were with them all the way here and they had to work so hard to get the win. Yeah, it looked uh, certainly in the first half like Limerick dominated that first half and would have felt maybe disappointed going in uh, point down at half time. But the elements, they had the breeze to their backs in the second half. But uh, um, Limerick dominated a lot that first half and Cork certainly were disappointing. But uh, Stephen Sherlock kept them in the game for a lot of that first half. And uh, But promising for Cork, second half, to the up to performance. And you had fantastic performances from Sean Potter and Kevin O'Donovan in defence and John O'Rourke up front uh, contributed to three points uh, but overall they'll be happy to advance to the quarter final and uh, this team needs uh, more experience and playing in Crow Park will give you that Yeah it was a game that uh, Limerick made a lot of the early running and you know they really got ahead early they, they stayed with Cork all the time but uh, second half once Cork got that goal they just seemed to play with a little bit more freedom yeah, look, uh, I suppose it was a tricky game for Cork. Everybody expect them to win, and uh, when you're expected to win, like there's a bit of pressure on you and playing at home as well. But look, uh, Cork will come away knowing that they'll have to work a lot uh, on certain parts of their game. But what was encouraging, like in the second half, was like that you had, uh, particularly in defence, you had guys coming forward and executing scores, which probably Cork hasn't been doing. And also, like the, 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 the execution of it number of their goals uh, was quite good so encouraging uh, fought hard but finished strong in the end and uh, that would be pleasing for John Cleary moving forward yeah that uh, goal by Hurley in this match really was important a penalty and he finished that to the net at a time when uh, you know Limerick had a bit of momentum in the game and that really did drive it on for Cork with about 10 to go yeah, well, it was a nervous period because uh, Paul Welch had come on. Uh, Limerick had got a goal. You know, he was on the, only on the field for three or four minutes. Then he gets a red card. So, like, there was two points in the game when when he received. So, Cork were down to 14 men. So, uh, it was a tricky uh, stage of the game. But Cork rallied well. And as I said, particularly at that stage, Powder and Kevin O'Donovan came into the four big time, and they were really attacking really strongly and 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 breaking the tackles which you need to do. So, uh, and you know, the the, the finish score was really the penalty when uh, Kevin Dunham was brought down and uh, Brian Hurley finished the low to the corner of the net so that really finished the game and Cork you know executed a few good scores near the end and uh, they'll be pleased with a lot of the performances of certain players particularly uh, John O'Rourke in the half forward line I thought McSweeney played well at centre forward for quite a while and uh, their defence as I said contributed a good bit better than what they have been doing so uh, I think overall they'll be, they'll be pleased but uh, still an awful lot to work on yeah, when Brian Donovan got a goal for Limerick in the second half, it brought them right back into the game. And, you know, it, it just, it was something that Cork just found it really hard to shake them off, really. Yeah, well, like Limerick, uh, I suppose, stuck in there and... Uh 
I suppose they would have been disappointed from the Munster final performance as well. So they were coming off of a, a heavy defeat. So they wanted to kind of redeem themselves. But there is fight in Limerick, and fair play to them. They never, they never shook the challenge out there, and uh, they kept fighting to the bitter end, really. And uh, that was significant from a magnificent goal, as you said there, from Brian O'Donovan. Like at a stage when Cork looked like they were pulling away, but that really rallied Limerick. And uh, you know, as I said, they got within two points. And looked like that uh, it was going to be a grandstand finish, really. But uh, as I said. What was encouraging for Cork then that uh, really upped the performance and uh, finished strong really at the end to, you know, to, to, to really pull out deserving victories really. Yeah, and they, they did finish with that power and finish with a way and an intensity that they didn't have in the first half at all. And I presume they'll need that intensity now if they're to progress in the championship. Yeah, I think what was encouraging was, uh, you know, as I mentioned, their, their backs, uh, some of their backs attack really strongly. And, and particularly, as I said, Young Powder and, and Kevin O'Donovan, they were very influential, like in bringing the ball to uh, true tackles and opening up spaces really when it, uh, really when it mattered. So I, I think I think that for Cork moving forward, I think they need more of that. I need they need more to get to get more out of their midfield from Ian Maguire and and, and Callum McCallaghan. They need to get more from them. Uh, but encouraging like that, their half forward line was a bit better today than what it has been. So I think they'll take a lot from the game. But equally, as I said, like that, uh, there'll be a good bit to work on. I'm sure like that the opposition will be getting a lot stronger when it comes to the quarterfinals. So um, yeah, uh, pleasing, but a lot to work on. Yeah, it's the business end now from here on in. In the last eight, though, is where you'd like to see Cork teams, I'd imagine, year in, year out. And that's the only way you progress, essentially. Yeah, well, this is where you want to be. Like, There's no point in looking at... The only way you're going to get experience is by being there in Crow Park on these days where it's championship, it's knockout, and playing again the best. So this team like, is developing, uh, but they need that experience. So... There is no point, as I said, looking on in these games. You need to be there and you need to experience it. So, like, Cork will go up to the next day. I'm sure they'll be underdogs no matter who they'll be playing. And uh, that'll be a good way of going into the game. So, um, you know, uh, encouraging. They're at a quarter-final stage. Who would have thought that maybe when we were coming out of Parky Ring there a, few, a number of weeks ago when Kerry uh, won by 12 points? So, look, um, fantastic, uh, great. And hopefully, as I said, players can progress even further. And when you talk about progressing even further there, you're talking about, uh, like, I suppose, building that team, getting the subs up to the level of the starters, because uh, they probably have seven or eight, maybe ten players with that intensity level from the start, and the rest just have to find it. Well, that's it, and, and uh, I think you learn this each day as you go out. Like, a lot of these guys haven't been exposed to big-time football, so, look, they're at a learning curve, uh, they're improving, and... Um, you know the Crow Park experience will do them good, and I think Cork will play well there. I think the, I think the, the the bigger surroundings and the bigger occasion, and I do think going in there with kind of uh, nothing to lose. As I said, uh, nobody will expect them maybe to win at the quarter-final stage, no matter what the opposition is. So I think they're in the ideal position now, and they'll look forward, they'll enjoy it, they'll look forward to it, and the most important thing, hopefully, they'll develop from it. Yeah, still three Munster teams left in. Uh the All-Ireland series you're looking at Clare, Kerry and Cork now and that's a good return I suppose in that stage of the competition 
Yeah, well, like Munster football has, has, has come on. You, you know, you've, you've seen Tipperary a few years ago winning a Munster title. Uh, Clare have been really the, the, I suppose, the team that has, uh, has, has, has shook the imagination over the last few years, really, even throughout the leagues and the championships. And uh, now you see Limerick now uh, revitalising themselves and, and really uh, performing great there today. So, look, look, the Munster championship is strong. Uh, you get a lot of good, tough, hard games and um, they're progressing. And as you said, like uh, three months of teams left in us so uh, that's encouraging mm. Kerry will be a lot of people's favourites for it Dublin as well you know would you differ from that or what's your thoughts well I don't think so I think that there are the, the two big front runners really but look they've got to get I'm sure they'll they'll probably get through the quarterfinals but um they'll have to meet in the semi-finals so that'll be uh, an opening for someone maybe the other side so who knows uh, uh, the draw has been kind of lucky for Cork at the moment so who knows the, uh, I, I know there's no weaker teams there that that's, you would say you'd like this team or the other team now uh, I think they're going to be hard teams uh, to play against and uh, but the most important thing is for a Cork's point of view is that they're there they're going to hopefully learn from the experience and uh, I think they'll go up there and they'll give a good account for themselves and getting games in Crow Park will be huge as well like and they're playing in a fine field the last two matches here in Parky Cueve against Louth and against Limerick but uh, getting to play on the side of Crow Park you know I mean there's something great about that the last eight it'll probably suit this Cork team is that fair to say? Well you see the, it's the whole ambience of going to Crow Park it's you're leaving here you're leaving Cork you're up on the train you're you're staying overnight you're, you're going into the cauldron of where all errands are won and lost uh, you know a lot of players haven't experienced uh, this at that level really yet so look it, it's going to be new to them and you want them to be there like you cannot you know you cannot just talk to players and, and tell them what to expect they've got to be out there themselves and to experience it so look they'll get a feel for it and hopefully they'll be able to perform to their highest there and moving forward like it'll stand to them hopefully in the, in the, in the years to come to, to be better players and uh, that's what you're hoping for like is to, to gain that experience and to get stronger and to get immune to playing in these stadiums like that uh, where you want to be because if you want to win in all Ireland and I'm sure that's the ambition is you need to be there and you need to be playing there as much as possible. Kieran Donaghy, Armagh coach, that is a very good day's work. A great day's work, delighted for, for the players because uh, work is a good word you use Doshin because they worked they worked hard after that last in Bally Buffet and it was a it was a tough time for this team and it was a time I think that this team would have either cracked or moved on with what we, what we, with what we put them through after that game uh, on the back of how disappointing it was of a performance but it, it's how much they believe in Kieran, uh, and I'm, I'm delighted for, for him and I'm delighted for that group of players especially the leadership group within because they, they really challenged each other and posted a lot of tough questions to each other and uh, didn't hold back uh, and, and knew that the training ground was where it was at for us for, for five and a half weeks before the Tyrone game and uh, yeah so delighted that for them for that group of players that they got that win Can I ask what some of those questions were and what some of the answers were? Yeah look the questions were you know where were we like where were we when, when balls, were, balls were there to be won where were we for the fight um our, our skill levels, our touch, our misses, our shot selection. There's just, there's just one of those days. Listen, I've had them in a Kerry jersey plenty of time. It's, 
you know, it wasn't like they weren't trying, but you know, nearly the harder you try, the worse it goes. And it was kind of that day, and I felt we panicked a small bit. Um, probably not a good enough job done by me on, you know, when we were chasing the game because, you know, we were only six down and there was maybe 12 minutes to go, and we were starting to do what Donegal did today, which was lobbing ball after ball in around the house. And just in the modern day, that's fine one on one. You might do what Rory Grugan did early on in the game, but when you've got, you know, 12 or 13 bodies around you, even if you catch it, you might get a mark. But even at the end, they'll hold you and they'll, you know, they'll get bodies back in the line. So um, delighted for that group that they that they were the questions they posed themselves and they put their head down and, and worked really hard for the last seven weeks, eight weeks. And uh, you know, for them, for their family members, for their clubs, um, it, it, it's a really good day uh, uh, for them lads, and I'm delighted for them. Have you found the right balance between attack and defence? Because that was one of the questions about Armagh. Defensively, were they good enough? Could they shut teams out? Yeah, Kieran McKeever has done a, a, a really good job um, along with Kieran McGinney with, with the defenders, and you know we're, we're missing a lot of we're missing a lot of bodies at the back at the moment. You know we've got Paddy Burns, Connor Mackin, Kieran Mackin, some great players that that unfortunately you know if you include Niall Grimley that aren't available for us with Tiernan Kelly. So we've a lot of big big names missing, potential starters missing. So this squad really we've a kind of a, a next man up attitude, and you know whoever's called upon uh, is ready to go in and deliver. And you know I think Kieran has worked really hard with. The culture um, of this group um, and um, you know the, the culture is, is key when you're when you're when you're trying to instill stuff like that in, in a team and we've responded really well thanks be to God and finally can you feed off the scenes that we've seen here today can you feed off the crowd and the emotional outpouring at the end of this game and last week as well I, I think it's clear we do feed off it. Uh, the crowd that we had in the Athletic Grounds last week was amazing. They were brilliant. They were loud. They were passionate. They were behind us. Um, we asked them um, uh, through our mass social media pages to, to travel to Clonus, and boy, did they travel in big, in big numbers. And uh, when we came out of the tunnel, I was actually taken by surprise um, by the amount of orange and white I saw in the terrace. And then you look behind you in the stands and see the same thing. So delighted for 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 our supporters. Um, and if they leave the players alone now for the next two weeks, okay, they don't, they cannot talk to the players, just leave them plot about their business day to day, wish them the best luck, say no more, and just organise yourselves, get the flasks and the sandwiches, and, and get to Crow Park for this quarter final because it's going to be key to try and come out of there against four of the best teams in Ireland with a win. We'll need, we'll need big numbers in the stands. You're into June madness, not March madness. Kieran, the best of luck. Thanks, Oshin. Okay, bye. Armagh march on to the quarterfinals thanks to a 3-17 to 16 points win over Donegal. They've beaten Donegal for the first time in the championship since 2010, ending a four-match winning streak for Donegal in the championship. It wasn't looking particularly good for Donegal, but in the 23rd minute of the second half, it got very dark altogether when Stephen Sheridan got Armagh's third goal. That made it 3-13 to 12 points, and after that, there was no way back. At the break, Armagh led by 2-8 to 10 points, and they outscored Donegal. 1-9 to 6 points in the second half Reen O'Neill with 1-7 for Armagh he was immense today he was named the player of the match his goal coming in the first half and that was a big big moment in this game because Donegal responded well to Rory Grugan hitting the back of the net in the opening minute when he latched on to a long ball in from Reen O'Neill Donegal I think got 6 points in a row then but Armagh just steadied the ship and that goal from the penalty after Sean Patton was black carded, put them back in charge and they never really looked back from there. Eamon McGee, former Donegal footballer. Look, I know it's a bad day for you, but if you can, try and put your head into a neutral space and analyse this game for me. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just when I see the amount of Armagh fans there and players celebrating, it kind of triggers me from the noughties when Armagh had such a dominance over us. Um, listen, uh, you, you get what you deserve, you know, and that's that's the way you look at it. Um, we look for a response off Donegal. We managed to get it from the Grugan goal. We, di- we didn't. Donegal had to dig deep, you know, the Patton black card. He kind of struggled in it. Struggle on his own short there for a while, and uh, we look for a second response from Donegal, and it just wasn't there. And we've seen it down through the years. The team coming off to provincial loss generally don't do very well, and they're fragile coming off that game. And you know that seemed to be the case with, with Donegal there today. Um, what their ma? They, once they got into gear, they they really brought it, and you know they're going to be more than a match for for any team that when you've. Grugan's muttering well. Rain O'Neill, as I says earlier on, joy to watch. Stephen Campbell seems to have found his groove. Confidence player. He's going to bring it. You know, he'll he'll give any defender in the country trouble. Um, Ethan Rafferty is going well in goals. You know, easiest thing for him was to hang the head after the first round of the Ulster Championship. But, you know, he's kept at it. And, he, and he's, he's a big weapon for a man now. Um, for Donegal, it's, it's hard to know where they go next. For Armagh, you know, you've got to be really optimistic. You know, they get the right draw there in the semi-final and you just don't know what happens in the semi-final here. Um, I don't know if you can say they're all Ireland contenders, but they're, they're just sit, sitting out that based on the last two displays. From the Armagh point of view, obviously they played a lot better than they did against Donegal a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they even improved again from Tyrone last week, but how much of that was down to Donegal, especially in the second half? just not turning up just not playing allowing Armagh to win easy possession allowing Armagh to roam in behind as they did in the third goal Stephen Sheridan's goal in the 23rd minute of the second half was a kind of a microcosm of that yeah and just to go back to that Armagh played poorly because they went at the game wrongly in the first round of the championship you know they brought it here they really really brought it to Donegal they were kicking they were more expansive and when they went back to their early, earlier way of playing in the season um, and again, it just goes back to Donegal's response. And like that, that Donegal team have been fragile right throughout the year in terms of, you, you know, the confidence wasn't high and they just didn't seem to get going. And when Armagh brought it, they just, uh, Donegal didn't, didn't have the answers. And it's just... The easiest thing here to do is talk about what did Donegal do wrong and about Donegal and where to next now, but you've got to give full credit to Armagh here in terms of what the learning they've brought from that first round and what they've brought into the Tyrone game and the Donegal game here today because they have been immense. Now, last 20 minutes I wouldn't take too much from it because like as me and you were chatting, Donegal seemed to hoof maybe three or four aimless balls on the top of Murphy when there's four or five Armagh men and you know they made a hero out of Armagh um, but up to that you know Armagh they're, they're moving well Armagh moved the ball very well today Reno O'Neill you talked about his importance before the game and you reckon he'd, he'd drift further out when needed but he'd provide the fulcrum and of course we saw again going back to that third goal he was the one who hit the pass that really started it Creeley was involved as well it was well taken by Stephen Sheridan he ran the show for Armagh today. Tell me how. Tell me why. He ran. He ran the show because he's an absolute fabulous player. Like we, we would have known about Rian O'Neill from fairly earlier on. You know, he, he's been one of the the shining lights in Ulster and for Cross McGlen and for for Ulster as a, as a, as a province. Um, and for a player like him, you've got to get him on ball because he can spot the passes. He can create the space. He can you know get men on ball that 
he creates stuff. You know, that, that's what we want to do with Michael Murphy. We want him on the ball and we want him making them decisions. Rain O'Neill has the vision to be able to do that. And, you know, Bren McCall did, did well in him the first day. And, you know, Rain O'Neill, up until the day, hasn't really got going to the level that Rain O'Neill can. And today, he just, you know, th- th- this is a good thing for our man. Him going into, our, into Crow Park, more space, you know, with a bit of confidence, it augurs well for them. Is that the frustrating thing from a Donegal point of view that Reen O'Neill did an awful lot of what Michael Murphy can do and Armagh with the players around him did an awful lot of what Donegal could possibly do as well and today for whatever reason they just didn't that, that, That's the frustrating thing about it Now listen if you were to sum up Donegal's season in one word frustration would be probably probably the biggest word in a lot of people's mouths um, trying to explain why why that can't happen why can Michael not just you know able to express himself like the way Rain O'Neill but the question also has to be asked you know why are we talking about Michael all the time here in terms of Michael Langan in, in my eyes and I know him through club football and I know like he's as good as Michael you know Paddy McBrady's there you know Ryan's there why, like why are we always talking about Michael when we have players around him that are as equally as good as Mur- Murphy and can have as much influence on, on the game as Murphy and you know that's, that's my biggest frustration you know that these players should be why aren't they? That, that is the question. Why, why, why are they setting Michael as a standard? Michael has set the standard this last few years, and why, why are the lads not standing up and you know going with them and getting to that level? Why is it always Michael that has to? Why are we always sitting up here talking about Michael, Michael, Michael? Why can it not be like? Why did Michael Langan not do it? You know, why did Paddy McBrady? You know, Paddy McBrady, we all know the ability he has. Why does he disappear for stages of the game? And and that's the frustration for me as as a, as a Donegal fan looking on. And you've got a long time to try and find the answer to those questions. Look, I, I don't know, but I presume this is the end of this current management team. Obviously, there's a while to discuss that, and I don't want to jump to conclusions. But I, I think the writing seems to be on the wall. For you. If someone else comes in, is the talent still there from the Donegal point of view, even if you take Michael Murphy out of it? And I don't know if he'll yeah. step back or not. But it seems to me actually what you're saying is they are. You just need someone to get to harness them. 100% the, the talent's still there. You know, I've said this. I, I would have said Donegal are capable of winning All-Ireland. Going on what Tyrone done last year by winning All-Ireland, if you look at that Donegal group, then no doubt Donegal have the talent. In terms of the management, you know, we do a lot of talk about change in management and, you know, is this, is this the answer? The thing with inter-county management is that the commitment levels are unsustainable. So it's not a case of this will change for the sake of changing. We've got to be careful. We've got to say, right, there's someone here that's good to come in. There's a good team to come in and they will progress the thing on. There's no point saying we'll change for the sake of changing. Because the way the way I see it, then you know, from chatting to Declan on on and off, and from previous county managers, the level of commitment is just off the charts. For someone to do the intercounty job, manage a county well, you know, they've they've got to understand what's involved here, and and I don't think that's for everybody. So there's no point shouting, let's change, let's get someone else. We've got to have someone capable and you know aware of what's involved here. I want to talk about Armagh because it is their day and they march on to the quarterfinals. They look well suited to Crow Park, don't they? And I saw them earlier this year in the league against Dublin and I appreciate it was early in the year and you don't want to read too much into it. But how far can they go, do you think? You know, you talk about that Dublin game at the, at the, first, the first league game. 
the intent and the way they went about it, it was different from what Armagh were previously. That you know they went out to make a statement that first day, and the disappointing thing from Armagh perspective is that they regressed right throughout the league up until that first first Ulster Championship performance, and that's what's exciting about them. They're going back to that down. They're they're finding their way again, and you can imagine you can imagine Grugan in that you know picking passes in Crow Park, Rain O'Neill. Stephen Campbell when he when he opens up, you know. Previously, I would have said about Armagh, you know, they, they're very very naive at the back, but they, they seem to be defensively sound there now. They're sort they're sorting off. What have they done to make themselves defensively sound? Armagh before were so bad at giving away fouls. They seem to be a bit more disciplined now in terms of they're smarter. They're they're able to attack, and it's all to do with kind of defensive. Defensive smartness, defensive cuteness, you know, we can all bring this famous word intensity, but it's how we defend, are we smart defending, you know, and that's what they seem to be, we seem to be defending smart, and that and that's that's the key, that they're not just bringing aggression, they're bringing smarts and aggression. And I don't know what Kieran Donaghy has done, but he seems to have had a positive effect on this Armagh team. And just looking at them today, like again, I don't want to obsess on Rian O'Neill, but you could understand after his performance today, why would we do that? But Stefan Campbell, they seem to be getting the best out of him in the last couple of games. Creeley and Sheridan in the middle. Charlie Oak seems to be popping up where he needs to be popping up. The players who you want to stand up are standing up. And there seems to be a great ability for them to move around where they need to during a game. An, an ability that maybe was only there in patches up to the last two games. Yeah, and you know, so, someone, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Kieran Donaghy afterward, but someone that should be shouted out, you know, we, there's an awful lot of Donaghy McGinney is Kieran McKeever, you know, he's an unbelievable coach. He's really, really smart coach. And, you know, from chatting a lot, a lot of people, Kieran Donaghy is a really, really affable guy and he brings a lot of passion to the backroom team. He's, you know, he breeds, puts confidence in players. You can see what he's bringing, in and he loves that kicking game. Kieran Donny, I remember chatting him, and I was shocked by how much, how smart he was in terms of the coaching game. And you know, you look at the passes that are on there, and the passes Grugan's going to spot it. All to do with movement, and you know that's going to come from Donny. But you know, McKeever's in the background too, doing a lot of good work. Brendan Deveni is just walking by us here, so I'll stop. And Brendan, you were here for uh, BBC Radio today. What did you make of the game? How impressed were you by Armagh? Oh, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, actually, you have to hand it to them. Um, I just don't understand how that's the same team played in Val Buffet uh, seven weeks ago. Um, you know, whatever they did in that six weeks leading into Tyrone, they'd have to say it was, it was brilliant, whether it was, whether it was training or focus or coming together or game plan, whatever it was, you know, they've just beat, beat Tyrone and now beat Donegal. And listen, beat the two of them convincingly and Listen, they could have beat Donegal by more today. Goals, obviously, were, were the big scores in the game, but physically, one-on-one, Donegal just couldn't handle them. And once our mass squeezed up on Donegal and put them back on the back foot, Donegal couldn't get out. Their tackling was superior, and, and really, they could, see, they could have scored more than they did today. It was a phenomenal performance, and our man, I think, are right in the, in the mix of, of teams in this country that, that can hold their own. Question marks after the league, I suppose. Teams have put a lot into the league, you know, that have they've been up a couple of years and maybe overcooked it. So it was all about championship and again very disappointing performance against Donegal. But you know, so nobody was expecting these these last two games from Armagh. So you know the colour out here is amazing, Ocean. And really Armagh and Derry, the two sleeping giants of Ulster, are really back after these performances in 2022. Are Armagh in the All Ireland conversation now? That's a difficult one. Uh, I, 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 
Tyrone looked a bit jaded last week. Donegal definitely out of sorts this week, and that's the only thing. I don't want to take anything away from them. They were totally uh, bossed both games for me and deserved to win them, particularly here today. This is going to give them massive confidence, but you know, playing a, 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 a Kerry or a, a Dublin, a, somebody in Crow Park, I suppose that is the test yet to come and whether they'll be able to answer them questions. But don't forget, missing a few players today, you know, uh, I suppose uh, um, O'Neill, uh, Oshin O'Neill missing today, Grimley, uh, uh, Macken, of course, had a, had a head injury. Three, three brilliant players that potentially could start. You know, they've got ball winners, they've got tough defenders, they've got good midfielders. They've scores from all over the pitch today. They look, they look the, the perfect team after that uh, first 20 minutes. Uh, uh, so how bad were Donegal in that mix? It's hard to know. Certainly not playing well, not playing cohesively well as a team. So I think still the big question where Armagh is now coming out, if they, if they face one of those big teams, uh, southern big sides, how they fare up. That's still the question. Now. But certainly they'll be going on with confidence and they've certainly got a great support behind them again. I think that's Armagh really uh, uh, re-energised here, you're seeing here today. And great scenes for them and, and they should enjoy them. For Donegal, there's a long break until they come back again players will get into their own club championship now a lot earlier than they used to is that a good thing does Donegal kind of need that bit of time for reflection and I don't just mean the county team Brendan we've talked an awful lot about club football even in Donegal does it need a, a bit of thought does you know what's, what's the situation well you, you could say one and one at the back uh, we haven't been able to take teams on since the man that we're right here Eamon and his brother Neil and the likes of Frank McGlynn and, and Lacey and these boys were in their palm we haven't seen that happen, and you know you can relate that back to the style of play in club football in Donegal. It's been very negative. The defenders haven't had to stand up, and you could see today one on one. I mean, the, the point that Brian O'Neill scored in the second half, as much as it was a brilliant score from him, there was about six Donegal players in the round of not one of them got near him, and I, I just wonder, is that a big thing that's happening in, in football? And does Donegal club football represent the talent that's, that's coming through to the county, and, and are our defenders coming through? But listen, we weren't. It wasn't just bad at the back today, it was all over the pitch, Donegal were bad, so I think from a club perspective in Donegal, all those people that want to watch club football in Donegal, we've seen some terrible club championships the last few years, defensive and defensive in nature, and really, you can see that that's enough, not enough when you get to the big stage, you have to be able to score, Armagh had a phenomenal uh, score line today, and that's where the game is going. But the club scene is certainly lacking behind it, and it's, I think it's a real worry that the talent uh, isn't coming through from Donegal because of the attitude of, of the club teams. Underage is still getting nurtured. There's good coaching going on for the county teams, but I think in general the club championship game isn't good in Donegal. Gentlemen, just before I let you go, uh, and I won't hold you to this because I appreciate you're both emotional at the moment. Eamon, who's going to win the All-Ireland and why? Uh, Dublin. Dublin, I think Dublin have just suddenly sprung to life. Uh, they've radically changed from, from the team they were in, in the league and they found the gear and Con O'Callaghan seems to be coming into gear or coming into form um, and any time I get a look at Kerry I, I just I don't come away thinking they're going to win the All-Ireland you know they, they're definitely in, in the conversation and they're going to be the team that put it up to Dublin 
but there's still some doubts over over for this year anyway. Yeah. You know, they will win in All Ireland. That group will win. But for me, I'm going back to I'm flip flopping once again. I'm going to go back to Dublin. <laughs> and Brendan, very quickly because I'm running way over time here. Yeah, I'm too emotional actually to tell it. Well, you that's always the case whether we're after I'm, a match I really or not. I disagree with you, because I always do. I'll go for Kerry. Always <laughs> that's good. Brendan Deveni, formerly of Donegal. Eamon McGee, formerly of Donegal. Thank you very much for joining us here in Clonus, where Armagh have enjoyed a big victory against Donegal in the championship. Um, Armagh started the second half strongly, scoring two quick points through Jarley O'Burns and Rhian O'Neill, who was the player of the match. Donegal had gone through a difficult spell in the second half of the first half, if that makes sense. They went 15 minutes without a score before a much-needed point from Michael Murphy. Similarly, it was the 16th minute of the second half before Donegal registered another score again. It was a Murphy free. Jason McGee added a point immediately afterwards and these two points on the bounce roused the Donegal crowd. They gave Donegal some hope with that score, those scores but they just couldn't manage a comeback. Stephen Sheridan's goal in the 23rd minute of the second half really did end the game as a contest. At that stage, it made it 3-13 to 12 points. And from that point on, Armagh scored five points. They emptied the bench in Donegal much as they tried. They tried to create a goal-scoring chance or two, and they just couldn't do it. They only managed to score three points in that period, and they never really got close to Armagh. The final score, Armagh 3-17, Donegal 16 points. Armagh go into the hat for the quarterfinals Donegal go out that's it from Clonus goodbye